Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast, where in each episode we present key habits you can master to raise your score. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. That's JDLSAT.com. So today's key habit is sleep. So people who take the LSAT tend to be driven, which is a good thing. But many of us try to get so many things done by cutting down on sleep. And it may seem counterintuitive, but you will get more done in less time if you get a full night's sleep. Now, I speak from experience. I used to be somebody who lived by all-nighters. Sure, I I got things done, or I guess I got some things done, but I wasn't very effective. And I would have gotten a lot more done in less time if I had a full night's sleep. Um, sleep deprivation slows people down and it slowed me down. It seriously slowed down my processing speed, affected my mood, and studies actually show that it can and actually lead you to overeat. And I have to admit, I think I probably saw some of that. Um, when I discovered the book Power Sleep by James Moss, I think that's how you pronounce his name, M-A-A-S, I suppose I should know this, but we're all grown and learning and we can admit mistakes. So I think it's Moss, Mass, M-A-A-S. So check out this book, Power Sleep, by James M-A-A-S, on Amazon or ideally a local bookstore or some audiobook. Um, his book literally changed my life. My SAT score went up. It must have been somewhere, I mean, it was good, but it shot up well over 100 points um, into the 99th percentile. Um, And not from additional study. I just got a good night's sleep before my retake. And yes, I'm talking about the SAT. Uh, I was a chronic all-nighter person in in high school. I'm embarrassed to admit. Uh, Super nerd over here. But um, I wish I had learned sooner that I just needed to get a good night's sleep. It made a big difference. So again, the SAT shot up to the 99th percentile. Not from any extra study. And I studied my butt off, but I wasn't getting the kind of score I wanted, but when I just kind of forced myself to get a great night's sleep, that was all that made a difference. No difference in studying, just getting a great night's sleep. So here are some key points. First, let's define a proper night's sleep. Now, I'm not talking about getting by on five to six hours, because your ability to process information is impaired with those limited hours. Especially if you're taking an exam as intense as the LSAT. I mean, for the LSAT, you need processing speed and you need higher order thinking. So you don't want to just get by. And a lot of people, again, think they can get by on five to six hours. I would argue that you're probably not in the best of moods. You're not as effective, even just doing basic things throughout the day. But if you're going to take the LSAT, five to six hours? No, 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 no. Um, To get adequate sleep... You need anywhere from 8 to 10 hours. Now, some people claim they're different. They only need 5 or 6. That's possible. I try to be open-minded. I have yet to meet someone who has claimed that and, well, you know, had the results to back it up uh, with respect. I've had a lot of students who claim that, and then they realize, wait a minute, I think I need more. And then, you know, after hearing me preach about this, They finally acquiesce, they get the sleep, and then lo and behold, they're feeling better, and they're performing better on the exam. Um, 
But again, I would say, you know, it's hard to put your number on there, but I would say eight minimum, eight to ten. Um, <clears throat> LeBron James is actually reported to get 12. And he's not exactly a lazy person. He's very driven. And he's got a whole career uh, hanging on his work. So if he's getting 12, that tells you something. Um, and yeah, 12, that's half a day. That's how much LeBron James believes in this. So in terms of figuring out what your adequate time is, you know, whether it's 8 to 10 or, hey, if you want to go for 12 like LeBron, um, a good rule of thumb is that you'll have ideal sleep if you set your alarm clock um, to wake up a bit before then. Right? I should clarify this. What I mean to say is naturally have an alarm clock to make sure you get up on time. But you know that you've gotten that adequate sleep, <clears throat> or excuse me, ideal amount of sleep, if you don't need to rely on your alarm clock. It's probably a better way to say it. You have your alarm clock as a backup, but you don't need to rely on your alarm clock. So you're naturally up and refreshed 15 minutes before, oh, and then your alarm clock just happens to ring. Um, now, just a couple of caveats, right? You're not getting up because the sun's in your eyes. You're not getting up because you had run to the bathroom or you had a bad dream or something. No, you're getting up because you've got a full night's sleep and you don't need to rely on your alarm clock. That's a good rule of thumb. And so if that's eight hours for me or 10 hours for someone else, the point is that's your basic number and you'll function so much better without amount of sleep and you should make it your goal to consistently get that amount of sleep. Uh, you know, the analogy I often use with my students is that it's like having a laptop that is super slow at opening applications. And, and that, that's what I mean when you don't get enough sleep. You know, you're like a slow computer that's just not functioning properly. Um, and, and that's what my brain feels like when I don't get enough sleep. Everything seems to take longer, almost painfully longer. And trust me, I can tell when my students aren't getting enough sleep. So I usually have to have a conversation with them, and I can't force you, um, but I, I think my students know I'm, I'm, I'm just looking out for you. But, you know, when someone gives this a try, they see what I mean. All of a sudden, it's like night and day. Even just the other day, I had a new student. She shot me an email the next day. She's like, hey, oh my goodness. Um, it's like, I think she pretty much said it's like night and day. The sleep made a big difference. So here are some key tips for proper sleep. One, set a regular schedule. So despite misconceptions, it's not like you really can make up sleep that you missed during the week or weekend. Uh, you can read about it in that book, Power Sleep, that I mentioned by James, what's his name? M-A-A-S. So try to get that eight to 10 hours consistently each night and at the same times. So, um, you know, if you're going to bed at 11 and getting up at, you know, seven or eight, cool. Right, but you want to make that consistent. You don't want to skip sleep on the week and then try to make up for it on the weekends. It doesn't work so well that way. Um, <clears throat> also, another point to keep in mind, if you know your LSAT exam is scheduled at a certain time, make sure that your sleep at time is habituated well in advance for that. So you know, if you're taking the exam at 9 a.m., get in the habit as early as you can. I mean, ideally even months in advance of like, Getting up at, say, 7 and getting to bed at 11 or 12. That way you're getting 8 plus hours. So that way you're ready for that 9 a.m. exam. Um, if your exam's later, then maybe you don't have to worry. But even then, still, you want that consistent 8 hours or more, 8 to 10 hours, I would say. And you want it consistently every night. So again, going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time. Now, a couple of points if you're having trouble sleeping. Because I know 
sometimes it's easier said than done. Um, but here are some tips that I find helpful. So make sure that all the lights and devices are off, especially in the age we live in. Everyone's got a device, and I know that they can be tempting. Um, if you live in a sunny climate like me, I live in California, consider getting, consider getting blackout curtains. So I actually have blackout curtains. I'm in my home office right now, and I'm looking at my blackout curtains. They're pretty great. Um, they keep the sun out, and it's pretty amazing. And I've known some people say, oh, I don't need them. And then sure enough, they install them. And then it's like, oh, wow, I do feel a difference. So again, don't underestimate what sun might be doing. Um, it really is important that that sun doesn't come in and mess with you. These things are pretty inexpensive. I think I got mine at Target for a decent price and put them up. And if I can do it, you can do it. Um, but something to consider if the sun's waking you up. Um, and then, you know, um, I guess... Uh, one other point, going back to devices, um, you know, if you have uh, the iPhone, for example, as much as I don't want you on your iPhone, or if you're a droid person on your droid before bed, a lot of these things, like I know the iPhone, has a sleep cycle um, app, where not, not, not app, but like a function, so you can say, hey, I want to go to bed consistently at 10.30, and I want to get up consistently at 7.30, and you can have it set up notifications to remind you every night to go to bed, and every... Uh, you can have an alarm wake you up. Now, again, it's okay if you want to use it for that purpose, but when you're in bed, try not to look at that phone because that blue light can really mess with you. If anything, maybe put it on dark mode. Um, but again, try not to look at it. If you want to listen to an audiobook that can help you fall asleep, that's one thing. But again, get that light away from you. Um, another good tip, um, limit caffeine intake before bed. Uh, I am a caffeine drinker, and it's something I've had to be mindful of, but it it is important to limit that caffeine intake before bed. It can make a difference. Uh, it certainly does for most people. Um, and then perhaps one of my favorite tips, read an actual book before bed. So not a device, not, you know, uh, Kindle or something on your tablet or whatever. Um, an actual paper format book. And I'm, I'm someone, I'm a big fan of audiobooks. Sometimes I listen to audiobooks before bed because sometimes if, a certain narrator might help, or there are other functions that you can use on your device, or that that'll um, you know make maybe um, you know peaceful sounds before bed. Um, you could try that stuff too. But other than that, I don't want you looking at the blue light. So if you're gonna take my advice, if you want to read a book, don't read it on your device. Use an actual book, an actual hard copy book. Um, it's old school, but there's no glare. There's no blue light. And plus, honestly, um, there's a decent chance for some of this stuff, especially if it's boring, that it will bore you to sleep. And that's even better. So, again, really, I want to encourage you, get that sleep. It's super important. I just gave you a few tips, but it's all about, it, those are obviously help you, but right, going back to the main point, I know it seems counterintuitive. It's one of the hardest things for me to get some of my students to do, but when they do it, they see the results. So try it. You got nothing to lose. Um, you will literally find that you you just feel so much better. Your brain functions so much quicker. And you know, one of the biggest questions I get is, how do I move faster on this test? How do I increase speed? And you'll see as you listen to more of this podcast, and if you work with me, it's not that simple. It's more about being efficient and effective rather than speed per se. But I will say this: your processing speed your ability to think quickly, 
That is impaired when you don't get a good night's sleep. I mean, if you think about it, think about those nights when you just get less sleep. The, the next day, you're thinking a lot slower. You're responding a lot slower. Whereas if you get that good night of sleep, you're able to think a lot sharply, a lot more sharp, and um, think a lot more quick. So again, try this. It does make a difference. Make it a good habit. It's, it seems counterintuitive, but you will get a lot more done and you'll feel a lot better too. All right. So thanks for listening to this podcast. Please stay tuned for more. Um, you're always welcome to check out my website, jdlsat.com. That's jdlsat.com. Thank you so much.